1: This is Talk Sport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, and welcome to yet another Andy Goldstein's Talk Sport Daily podcast with me, your host Andy Goldstein, and a busy podcast. Well, there's one page of links, another page of links. They're, they're just props, they're not actual. I've put it on the computer. Anyway, we begin this podcast with the reaction to last night's Premier League matches. Of course, we do on my show, Andy Goldstein, Sports Bar, Monday to Friday from 10 p.m.
2: More drop points for Leicester City as the Premier League resumes but it's another welcome result for Brighton, it is finished. Leicester City nil. Brighton and Hove Albion nil. We know we're in a fight, we know that. It was important that we showed on the return that we were ready for that and I think we have. It's only the start, we have to carry on, we know that as well. So a lot of work to do but I'm delighted with the, the collective spirit
3: of the players and how they've gone about the work um, over the last few weeks. They've shown all season, Brighton good good players. But I felt we controlled that pretty well in the second half and it felt like the, the goal was coming, but we just... Didn't quite find that that last pass and moment of quality that, that allows you to win a game.
2: Into the D, shoots past the goalkeeper. No mistake that time from Harry Kane. He scores you goals at a rate money can't buy. His 137th goal on his 200th appearance wins Tottenham
1: the game.
4: You know these matches, you dominate, you are in control, uh, but then something can happen in in the end of the game and. You lose points, so Harry, goal come in the right moment for us.
5: They do everything on the cheap. Yeah, they are right. cheap. They're that's cheap
2: right. and tacky. The owners have turned West Ham, a brilliant football club, into a cheap and tacky club. They've gone from a brilliant old stadium, and I understand football's got to evolve and move on. And they couldn't stay there. Could they have rebuilt it? Could they have, yes. have extended yes. it? Possibly, right? But they've now moved into this new stadium, and they, it's they, they just they they're, they're just tacky and cheap. That's what West Ham have turned into. And that is not West Ham Football Club. They are not that, but they've turned into it.
1: Now, as Burnley reiterated their support of the Black Lives movement following Monday night's Plain Banner incident, their former captain, Frank Sinclair joined Hawkesby and Jacobs.
6: To me, it, it was a message of, you know, undermining the campaign of Black Lives Matter. The timing of it, you know, football being on the TV and, 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 and watched all over the world, the Premier League. And and that was disappointing for me. And um, it just made me realize that a lot of people still do not understand the the campaign of Black Lives
7: Matter. No, that is true. It's it's so much a matter of education, isn't it? People don't understand. Adrian Durham has just put out a tweet, you know, basically how upset he is about the whole thing. But the reaction from people, it's amazing, Frank. People just don't understand this slogan. If you'd like to explain it to people, we could all probably benefit. I mean, it is amazing.
6: You know, um, going off the back of what happened in America with Joyce Floyd, I think that triggered um, something that's been under the surface for a long time. And that's, you know, the, the, the opportunity, the way that black people have been treated in the park. For me, we're at the bottom of the food chain when it comes to opportunities. Now, if we can fix the bottom of the food chain, that will transfer to everybody. That becomes relevant to a situation. If you take a white man that's homeless, that is um, down on his luck, he used to be a CEO, CEO of his own company, you know, lost his family, lost his children through uh, a situation, that counts for him as well because the discrimination that he had is on his appearance mm. and not on his ability to do a job. Now, if we can fix the bottom of the food chain, that can transfer to everybody throughout society. And it is about the education of the youth. It is about, you know, the, the future. Of, of this country and, and the world. It's about educating the youth that give everybody the same opportunity in life and that's all we ask
1: for. And Leicester City's Wilfred Ndidi also spoke about the matter when he caught up with Adrian Daramond drive ahead of last night's goalless draw with Brian.
8: You know, this message is um, it's good for the world to see uh, the unity uh, amongst uh, the players and uh, we want also everything, we want the world to, to to actually see this and know that uh, we are all the same. We're all uh, we're the same. There's no uh no difference, just the same, it's just humanity and which is the whole thing is is sad, you know, it's sad, but standing up and everyone standing together is really, really great and really good motivation for the rest.
1: Time out here from Tony Cascarino, he was on the breakfast show and talking about Phil Phone saying he has what it takes to be England's standout player at Euro 2020. That's Phil Foden. Not big, Tony Cascarino.
2: Pep Guardiola has had conversations with Phil Foden and the retirement of David Silva has fitted perfectly for City or from leaving City, so to say retirement, because he'll probably go and play mm. elsewhere. The Carabao Cup final, he stood out. In that side that day was Fernandinho... Aguero was in the side, David Silva was in the side, Sterling, I was at the game, watched it, he was the star on show. There is no doubt in my mind, not only will he become an England regular, I'd go so far to say if England have a good tournament, he could easily be the star player. When he was an under-17, he went and won the World Cup with England, and he he was voted player of the tournament. This has been coming at a very slow, it feels like small steps for him, but next season, he's going to go leaps, Mm. because apart from injury... There is no way this kid is not going to... I say kid because now I think he's 20. 20, Yeah, yeah, 20, Phil. He is going to be an exceptional talent going into next year. And if you play regularly for Man City, which he will do next season, and start lots of games, and and the way they play their style, he is going to shine. There's no doubt about that.
0: Can you see why Pep has protected him in the way that he has so far?
2: Yes, because... To be in that City team, you have to be an exceptional talent. Every international's got 40, 50 caps for for City. The highest level, De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, David Silva, Sergio Aguero. Whoever comes in is a great player. So if you have to reach a level that surpasses them to get into that side, that's what you have to achieve. And I think Phil's capable of that.
1: And Adrian Goffey also discussed the City player and think he's a ready-made replacement for David Silva.
6: For a long time, we've, we have we've thought Jaden Sancho was streets ahead of Phil Foden. We've been asking ourselves, well, why is Phil Foden still at Man City? Should he go and, and get games elsewhere like Sancho did? And now we're realising, oh, hang on a minute. Maybe, just maybe, Pep Guardiola got this absolutely mm. bang on with Phil Foden.
5: Well, well, it's not affecting his performance, is it? I mean, if he was coming in for these games and he would just not, involved in it at all but every time he comes into the Manchester City team whether off the bench or he starts he makes an impression and we start talking about him again because we admire him that much as someone so young so Pep could be getting it absolutely uh, spot on because it's not affecting his performance whatsoever what he offers more than silver is probably is more of a goal threat as an all-round player he's obviously not up to his standard yet But what he offers, Manchester City, is more goals. Look at the options they've got to score goals with Sterling, with Aguero, with Jesus, with De Bruyne, with Marez, with with Bernardo Silva and Foden. If you get them all in the same side, it's frightening to think the goals they will score Man City. They already score a cartload as it is. Now,
1: Middlesbrough Party Company with their manager, Jonathan Wolke, or Johnny to his mates, the man who takes over to try and keep them in the championship neil warnock spoke with jim white
9: well he just come a little bit uh, out of the blue last night you know getting a phone call and uh, just would help really and that's what I want, that's what i'm coming up to try and help the club for a few weeks yeah for eight games
5: i think it is what's the blueprint neil what's the task in hand you think
9: well i think it's just safety really there's some big teams down there simon and it's uh, it's a difficult league No, you know there's no divine right uh, in this league, because you don't get an easy game. You you know what it's like. It's dog-eat-dog, dog, isn't it? Yeah. So it's just a matter of just trying to give the lads a bit of confidence and, and uh, you know, try and get some results.
6: Neil, it, it is a big job, obviously, in terms of where Middlesbrough are right now. 21st, just outside the relegation zone on goal difference and two massive games for you first up, Stoke and Hull, both who are in and around you right now.
9: To be honest, Matt, they're all... They're all big games in this league because usually they're either they're either going for a prom- for the playoffs promotion or or it's relegation job. So, you know, I mean, you don't you don't normally get offered jobs anyhow unless a, a club is struggling um, position wise. So it's you know it's just one of those things. And with eight games to go, Jonathan will have learned an awful lot. You know, I met him a few months ago and. Uh, He's a sensible lad, and I think he, you know, he'll come back and he'll have learnt a lot from his... From his uh, you know, That's how you get your experience, really.
1: Now, yeah, there are five Premier League matches tonight. Two are exclusive on the TalkSport network. Manchester United, come on, Manchester United, host Sheffield United live on TalkSport from 6pm tonight. And we can hear from both managers. Chris Wilder in a moment. First, Oli Gunnar Solshara
5: Oli, that first
6: game against Sheffield United, the 3-0 draw, it was a difficult first 70 minutes of that game. How much has this side progressed since then?
8: I feel we are developing all the time and how much is difficult. But we we played against a very difficult opponent uh, in a difficult stadium. The fans were uh, uh, helping. I, I think if you look at the first goal, I think that'd be a be a foul if you don't have the fans (laughs) uh, on on to the referee. Anyway, they played exceptionally well Sheffield United but we had a 15-minute, 20-minute spell that we were uh, exhilarating as well. That's when we showed what we capable of and we're getting more and more consistent and hopefully we can get that consistency and more penetration, forward passes, runs in behind and hopefully we can see that tomorrow night. It's a brilliant, brilliant squad that uh, Ollie's assembled. So whatever team they put out is going to be absolutely jam-packed full of quality and uh, and we definitely, first and foremost, got to raise our performances from from a disappointing Sunday afternoon at Newcastle, whether it was just a, a, another Premier League game, but it you play Manchester United and... Uh, so we really have to shake ourselves and, and, uh, and produce our best performance to, to get anything from that game.
6: Have you got any update on that, on the players that are due to be out of contract on the
10: 30th?
8: Yeah, we've, uh, we've made those decisions. So um, from the club's point of view, from the obvious one is he, Dean with Manchester United. I've had, had a conversation with the manager he's more than happy for him to extend that. So I think that's just going through from club to club, which is, which is the big one from our point of view. We've not really got anybody out of contract there's one or two boys that, are, that have extended. There's a couple of loans that we've that we've sorted out, and a couple of the boys that have that, that have gone back. It is what it is. Our, our group. There's not going to be many changes. A couple of injury problems that we've we've got, and uh, one ineligible player in the suspension. So, um, you know, yeah, we are. We're we we're we're, uh, we're on the ropes a little bit, but we've got to, we've got to show that fighting spirit that's got us into this position.
0: It's that time of the year.
9: That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Another match, of course, that you can have your say on after the final whistle from 10 pm on my show, Andy obviously sports by Monday, Thursday from 10 pm, is Wolves against Bournemouth. That one kicks off at 6 pm on Talksport 2. Ruben Neves spoke ahead of the game with Jim White and Natalie Sawyer. Well, our
10: target for now is, is the, the game uh, against Bournemouth. That's our philosophy since, since I arrived here at the club. So I think we'll keep on going with that, uh, thinking game by game. And then if we do well in all the games, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be OK in the table. So let's go now for, for Bournemouth. And then, and then we think, think about the, ne- the next game. Ruben, it's always good to be playing with
8: people you have a good understanding with. It seems to me you and Jean Martinho, you know each other's game very, very well. And Wolves benefit from that.
10: Of course, uh, I think it's always it's always good for a team when we have this kind of connection in, in the in the squad. I've been playing with, with John since since last season. You uh, have a, a very good relationship in the pitch, and and of course it makes things easier for for the team because we understand the game of, of the of each other, and um, it's really good for us and for and for the team. So, Ruben, you love Wolves. Moutinho loves playing at
8: Wolves, you have Nuno as the manager, come on, you have to get Cristiano to Wolves, no? <laughs> What's he doing at Juventus? He's wasting his career.
10: No, Cristiano, Cristiano is a fantastic player, the best in the world. He knows he know his, his goals and, uh, and I'm sure he wants to be at Juve to, to break all the records he, he needs to break. <laughs>
1: Now, Steve Bruce faces one of his former sides as Aston Villa make the trip to St. James's Park. He spoke with James Savundra and started by praising the player he knows all too well, Jack Grealish.
3: The one thing about Jack is he loves playing football. He's blessed with that natural ability and that natural balance, which very few have got. You know, he beats you standing still. You know, he's got that little body swerve and you know what he's doing and uh, and, he, and, he, and he unbalances people. He's a good, He's a very, very good player, the kid, so we'll have to be on my guard against him. I've got nothing but the hugest respect. He was a he was a delight to manage and I hope he goes on to fulfil all the potential what he's got because uh, he has been he seems to have been around a long, long time and yet he's still only 23. So um, uh, I wish him the best of luck but obviously not for tomorrow.
6: Are you surprised by where Villa are on the table? They seem to have found it quite difficult this season. They spent quite a lot of money last summer.
3: I'm not surprised. You know, the... Let's be fair. You know they've they've just come out of the championship, and uh, I think it's I think it's, it's it's not a given. No matter how much money you spend, when you just come out of the championship, I don't think you can change uh, personnel overnight, quickly. And uh, and so it's no surprise to me. That's what's pleasing about Newcastle. Now we've you know we've been in since we've come out of the championship. Now we've been in the Premier League now three years. So you can slowly build and get and, and get prepared. And for us at Newcastle, we've got the nucleus of the squad are still here from when we got out of the championship. And that is what creates for me the spirit which is, 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 is here. So it doesn't surprise me that Aston Villa um, are finding it difficult because no matter how big the club is, no matter how big the stadium is, at the end of the day, they've just come out of the championship. And any team coming out of the championship to go on into the Premier League always find it
1: difficult Now Jürgen Klopp clearly isn't thinking about when Liverpool are going to win the league No,
10: no, no of course he's not the only thing what I what I realized when I when I watched the game last night is how is it possible that anybody is twenty points ahead of this team? That's pretty much unthinkable, actually. That's unthinkable. So we have, must have done obviously a couple of things really really well and, and, and right uh, that we could have, but can have the situation here. But um, no, I, I don't think about um, City can catch us or whatever. I think about Crystal Palace. How I said it's whatever. If you are now a little bit, you are not with us. You make something bad of this. What I said to make a big headline of it, City cannot catch up or whatever. That that's that's not what I say. It's what I what I mean is I'm I'm really only concerned about what we are doing, and I'm only um, think about what we have to do in in the next game, and not what City is doing. Roy Hodgson up
1: next, talking about playing in heat waves in empty stadiums, saying they're a small price to pay to make sure this season is finished properly. We can hear from Roy now. you're yeah, playing in heat waves and empty. St- that was me. This is Roy.
4: Yeah, it does make a difference. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I'm used to summer football because of the years in Scandinavia and even in Switzerland. You know, we played a lot of summer football. So it does have an effect. There's no doubt when you're playing, especially in the heat of the day, you know, around the the two o'clock, three o'clock marks, even some games, 12.30. The players are going to be aware of it. It is going to slow them down somewhat. But in that respect, I think the drink breaks that the Premier League have introduced are very wise breaks to introduce, because that will help, to some extent, the players rehydrate, which is is going to be of vital importance to them. Once again, all of these things that are being maybe flagged up now as changes to our normal routine, they're all changes that we, we welcomed. Because without them, we couldn't have got the league playing again. We couldn't have got people on the field. We couldn't have got these matches played. And if the price you have to pay is... Yeah, it's going to be a bit hotter and it won't be that easy for you and it's going to be empty stadio which isn't as much fun as playing in front of crowds. that's the price we pay to make certain this season gets finished and gets finished properly so that when at the end of the season there are teams relegated and teams playing in Europe, that's been decided purely on their footballing merit and I think that was vitally important.
1: Former England captain Chris Robshaw spoke to Hawksby and Jacobs about his impending move to play in the USA for San Diego Legion. No, not me.
7: I've got to be honest, I'd not heard of Major League Rugby until I read the couple of pieces with you today. So it is an exciting prospect, isn't it? Going at ground level, Beckham-esque.
4: Yeah, yeah look, it's, it's very exciting. It's still quite new over there. When I get there next year, it will only be the third season it's been going. And considering this season's been cancelled. Um, so, effectively, it's only been sort of one and a half years. So, yeah, it's, it's new, it's exciting. There's a, a lot of kind of potential in the American game. I think, from a kind of level point of view, it's probably slightly below our premiership here in terms of intensity, physicality, that type of thing. Uh, but there are still some very good players out there. The likes of Mar-Nonu, double World Cup winner, um, Matthew Bastro in New York. So there's a number of guys kind of scattered around with
1: Dax experience. And we stay with Hogsby and Jacobs for more classic clips of the week as we go back to 2005, of course, the year Andy famously celebrated his 65th birthday. The Talk Sport
9: Clips
7: of the Week. Well, they were in March 2005, certainly because... Um, <laughs> Uh, some old clips have reemerged, and uh, we've not heard them since, but we thought we'd bring them to you in these odd times. There'll be a fresh batch on Friday, of course, from uh, the week's output, but for now, we'll take you back in time. Let's the harp music. Yeah, and we begin with Mike Parry discussing his heritage.
6: I am... I'm not afraid I am. I am. It's just a statement of fact. 100% Anglo-Saxon, Angleterre.
7: Well, and obviously a bit of French, bit of French thrown in. <laughs> Only Barry could say that. Here's Graham Beecroft with a competition on Talksport, or is it North Norfolk Digital? <laughs> now, how would you
2: like to win a monkey this morning? Of course, uh, we're not talking about a real
7: monkey, but uh, five hundred pounds could be yours this morning. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, it's It'd be great the it? idea that. Imagine the
7: pushback over there. We gave away a monkey on Talk Sport. T- you can't be doing that. <laughs> wrong well, 2005, you could, of course. Oh, yeah, course yeah, you yeah. You could probably go away with it then. at Different times. So there it we are. That's how it all on. unfolded uh, one Friday back in March 2005. Oh, do we lose those last three? Oh, sorry. Is there more to come? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I do apologise. Sorry, sorry. I just, it always helps if you kind of um, <laughs> scroll down the bottom of the page, isn't it? Really? Sorry here's Mike Dicken now. Oh yeah. Here's my because uh, this I think is one of my favourite clips. If it's the one I think it is, here's Mike Dicken telling Ray Houghton what he had coming up on his show.
5: Five thousand people who should be walking about today are yeah. dying because our hospitals are filthy. Mm. Well thanks mate
8: uh, thanks for all your calls and your emails and your texts this evening and we'll be in the back next week uh,
3: next keep it next start put next this book is, is mate dickin <laughs> next <laughs> it was it was that it's, clip next <laughs> it's oh we we thought we'd lost that forever next it's
4: fantastic next.
1: yeah just <laughs> yes. well, that's it for another podcasty thing good work everyone good work if you want to subscribe to the podcast and you haven't already why not but make sure you do press subscribe and you can download previous ones or future ones simply by going to acast spotify or Apple Podcasts. A reminder about tonight's live commentaries. At 6pm, it's Manchester United against Sheffield United. That's live and exclusive to Talk Sport. And at the same time on Talk Sport 2, you can hear Wolves against Bournemouth. And of course, a reminder to have your say on either of those games and all the other games that are happening, of course, from 10pm on my show. That's Andy Goldstein Sports on Monday. Yep, you know the drill. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a good day. Keep your distance. Only a metre now, I think. Be safe. That
2: was a podcast from Talk Sport.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.